You're listening to Sarah Hagen backstage with interviews and insights from years inside the music industry. Join Sarah as she talks with masters of their crafts, finding out what makes them tick both inside and outside of the music business. Welcome to Sarah Hagen backstage. My guest today, Peter Erskine, is a world-renowned drummer, composer, educator, and clinician. And he has played with some of the most incredible musicians in his long history in the music industry. He's played on over 700 albums, 50 under his own name or as co-leader, and he's won two Grammy Awards. Peter talks today about what he has learned during the pandemic. He imparts some really valuable advice, and he gives a really great warm-up lesson. So come along with me as I catch up with Peter Erskine. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for being here. My great pleasure. And here for me is uh, I'm in my teaching studio at the, the Thornton School of Music at the University of Southern California. Very nice. It looks fantastic. You've got everything you need there. I have just about everything I need. Um, <laughs> if, if I were to give you a tour, uh, it's it's a small room. Uh, but it's my room, and uh, in addition to this computer set up here, um, I have a desk computer, and um, uh, 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 should, we, should we just dive into to, to the setup here? Because I'm, I'm kind of yes, uh, yes, pr- please. proud of it. Okay, folks, so uh, you don't need me to tell you that the, the last couple of years have, have been a challenge for any number of reasons, including, of course, uh, teaching. Mm-hmm. And we uh, were not able to come to school, neither students or faculty. Uh, so uh, at first I was uh, teaching with the benefit of just a Zoom camera uh, on my home uh, desktop computer. And then I would, uh, uh, when I say Zoom, not only the platform Zoom, but the company Zoom, uh, the q uh, 2 n the QN2K, I think was, um, am I saying that right? The I Q2, think that's right. The yeah. Q2N4K, that's it. <laughs> it's a lot of numbers and letters. So, um, and that's the camera I'm looking into now. And, uh, uh, you know, I had a, a long enough length of cable, I could bring it over to a drum set. Uh, but then I thought, well, you know, we're the University of Southern California. We're four miles down the road from Hollywood. Uh, we need to do a better job. So, uh, with the school support, I started looking into options, and I came across a camera switching system uh, that's made by a company known as Black Magic, and I I had already had some good experience with a couple of their products. So, um, I set up uh, what became this seven camera uh, uh, setup in my home studio. And, and the audio, uh, you know, using the, the Pro Tools setup, even though I, I was using uh, a different uh, platform known as Luna, made by Universal Audio. Uh, so I had one computer dedicated to all the audio processing, and, uh, and then all the internet connectivity was being done on a second computer, everything controlled by this camera switching system. Uh, so it was... a uh, uh, you know, a pretty razzle-dazzle kind of mm-hmm. setup. But then we realized that we were on an uneven playing field. The students uh, at that point, you know, were uh, surprise uh, tenants in their own homes, their parents' mm-hmm. homes. So the drum sets were relegated to garages or basements. or It seemed like the, the room that was the greatest distance from the, each home's uh, uh, Wi-Fi uh, device. Um, so... Many of these students lived in the Los Angeles area or were stuck here. Uh, so we came up with the idea of a lesson pod, and that's what I'm sitting in now. So I did my best to recreate my home studio setup, but instead of seven cameras, we, uh, we, uh, we maxed out at four cameras. And so each student uh, could uh, show me their drums from an overhead point of view, a side point of view for like snare drum stuff, or this uh, foot cam, 
That's you see my headphone cable there, but pretty good shot. Not only of my uh, socks, but um, <laughs> the 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 bassdrum, and, and um, it's it's been moved a bit. But I could uh, also include the hi hat if I needed to, and so I can see uh, how well a student is navigating the pedals, heel mm -hmm. down or heel up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, for the audio, uh, we. Uh, let me see. I'm going to I'm going to switch to the overhead for just a second while I grab this camera, so I can give you a bit of a tour. Um, we wound up using oh, there's my <laughs> Any kids. Don't mess around with the drums. Peter, um, let, let me just ask you a quick question. So you had your students come into this setup, yes. and you were and you were at home. At I was your at home. Setup. That's and they so would, they, fantastic. They would come into here, and um, at the time we were allowing, uh, it was a three-hour window, so a student could come in, use the room, then professional cleaning staff uh, came in uh, on a regular basis, and they would uh, sanitize the room. Wow. So, uh, you know, we were using the Yamaha EAD s system for miking as, uh, in addition to a couple of overheads. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's my prized photo of Buddy Rich and Elvin Jones. No. Um, and anyway, and, and there's a second drum set there. And you'll mm -hmm. see this plexiglass, which is normally not my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, then the, uh, the state of uh, – and, and this wasn't just the university. I mean, the county of Los Angeles uh, was uh, prohibiting uh, – people from, from gathering uh, right, indoors. Right. Then uh, with the mask mandate, um, we were able to uh, resume uh, teaching in person. Mm -hmm. But the school had this uh, uh, policy, um, counterintuitive as far as I was concerned, but we were not allowed to inquire as to the vaccination status of a student. Gotcha. Uh, which, uh, uh, again, not only counterintuitive, but my, my personal physician uh, wasn't so much in favor of that. Right. So I, I started off um, this resumption of, of, of in-person teaching at home. And so the students came in, they used the lesson pod, and I was still instructing them by means of this remote setup or mechanism. Yes, yeah. Then... Uh, once I got my, my booster shot, um, I felt more comfortable to come in. And so with the presence of the plexiglass and uh, both of us wearing masks and I have an uh, air filtration system on the other side of the room, um, it felt safe to, to, to teach in person. And then I, I, I set up a poll online, an anonymous poll, and I said, just let me know if you if you like in-person with the masks, uh, the plexiglass, the inability to record the lessons. Now I do a little bit of, uh, let, me, let me show you one thing. So this is something I did before the lockdown. You see that's a pretty good sized TV screen over there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a, a, a Zoom uh, Q2N camera hooked up to that. And so I can often record the students and then play it back and then they can see what they're doing that, that looks right or doesn't look right. Right. Anyway, the results of the poll uh, was kind of two to one in favor of uh, in-person. Oh, wow. Just, and so I said, fine. So I, I started coming back to school, but with the plexiglass and the mask and that whole mm -hmm. thing. Um, and so, you know, it works. Uh, uh, none of my students uh have uh, come down yet with covid wow. uh, we've had a, we've had a, a number of cases on campus but mm -hmm. um the school is is fairly strict and and um we have to uh jump through a number of protocol hoops in order to gain access or entry to campus and um you know the students are tested twice a week mm -hmm. so all those things anyway that's good um, so I'm doing, uh, I, 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 uh, uh, I, I think I mentioned this before the uh, broadcast began, but I reheaded all my drums this morning. Mm -hmm. 
and um, and we're we're doing some stuff with the uh, with the storage room, uh, just getting everything ready for the start of second semester, including uploading the uh, various syllabi for classes and so on. Um, it sounds like I do this uh, uh, all the time. Um, <laughs> this is just part of part of my life, but. Um, I do find that once I get on campus, I, I get kind of drawn very much into the whole thing. And, and you know, uh, for drummers, uh, we love sharing. Mm -hmm. obvious Absolutely. For, obvious from me, we love talking. <laughs> well, I love that you've found a way, or in, and through the pandemic, you found a way to really make it work. And not only not only make it work by, you know, just doing what you had to do, but you created this really incredible setup. And I love that um, you were able to see all the angles of your students because it's so important when you're there in person to get all of the, all of that in info and understand where they're at, not just with their hands, not just, you know, how they're reading, but their feet and how that's all working. So you can help them. I, that's so incredible. And I think anyone um, especially those watching the YouTube version of this podcast will um, really be interested to see how you put that together because it seems like the future, right? Well, it, um, you know, the, uh, the beginning stages of the pandemic, uh, the audio quality uh, uh, on the Zoom platform yes. uh, wasn't working so well for music. And the beautiful thing that happened was that professors from conservatories and, and, and music schools all over the world, but particularly all over the country, um, we were all sharing notes and information and tips. Um, so there was no sense of proprietary, like, you know, someone being protective. So um, right. the, the folks at Berkeley, the folks at Eastman, the folks at North Texas or Indiana and us here at, at USC, and I'm leaving out. Uh, a number of schools, we were all like, hey, have you tried this? You should try that or whatever. Yes. Um, and, you know, jazz in, in particular, uh, but I think any, 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 anything related to drumming, um, you know, we want to and we'd like to pay it forward. So much of what we do is, is getting that next generation or the generation after that. Um, uh, you know, a sense of solid footing in terms of uh, playing the instrument. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we, we try to keep the enthusiasm uh, to, to be on a contagious level. Uh, but also uh, information and ultimately, Sarah, I think, you know, confidence building. Right. Because if, if people feel good about themselves and what they're doing, um, they're able to enjoy it more and, and, and do a better job. That's so true. That's so true. And, you know, this community, I talk about the drumming community in general, but the community is just beautiful with that, with the sharing and the, the encouragement and not just encouraging of each other and, the you know, your own generation, but the encouragement of the next generation coming up. It's, it's, it's beautiful to see. Um, and one thing about you, Peter, that I've always found incredible is that, and this is really like the perfect example, but you embrace change. You know, you have had this career, this, you know, long, full of history career. You have played with incredible musicians through your time. And um, one of the things that you always do is you you always have the newest technology or like know about the newest thing. And it's so fascinating to me. <laughs> like, I'm a bit of a propeller head. It, it's well, just I, I just I'm, I like it. I'm fascinated yes, by it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you're, and it's social media, too. You know, you're you're great with posting and embracing social media. I'm and okay. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to get my Instagram chops together. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. Uh, it's okay. It's it's a little counterintuitive if you're a you know a Facebook generation person. Yes, um, it, it is. Yes, for and, sure. And, you know, back back in the day when um, 
Okay, I'm, I'm going to brag about one thing. When the Macintosh first came out, mm-hmm. um, I got the uh, I got one of the first 512 kilobyte models. Um, no external hard drive. It was all floppy. You're just you're spending all day, yes, uh, swapping out floppy disks. <laughs> Um, and it was about the size of a very large double-decker toaster oven, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I took it with me to uh, uh, a jazz educators conference right after I'd gotten it. It was in Dallas, Texas. And I took it with me again on the plane between my feet. It wouldn't fit underneath the seat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, to a percussive arts society meeting. And I was on the board at the time. And uh, the, the society was just about to invest a lot of money into yet another proprietary computer system for in-house, uh, uh, primarily for uh, publishing, research mm-hmm. publishing, percussive mm-hmm. uh, notes. And um, I, uh, I, I, I just took a chance, but it was just enthusiasm took over in my big mouth, and I stood up at the meeting. I said, this is, this is the future. The desktop publishing is... You know this, and luckily the PAS listened. And for uh, it was a little bit expensive uh, for what you could get at the time, but mm-hmm. it was far less expensive than than the alternative, which were you know every company had these proprietary systems where people had to create code specific to a company's needs. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff that companies could buy off the shelf, and and um, so yeah, it was kind of it was not quite the Wild West days, but it was it was a, a little bit disorganized. And anyway, that was the start of of things. And then Norm Weinberg uh, was very quick to realize the potential of the Mac operating system. And so we moved uh, uh, the Percussive Arts Society away from the MS DOS world and 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 to the the Mac desktop publishing realm. Um, and I always felt good about that, that uh, because I uh, I saw how the inter and intra uh, you know uh, communication um, results were were just uh, uh, you know not not just productive I think they were they were quite a bit spectacular. Mm-hmm. And uh, that being said, then I you know I was really into you know composing software and st- uh, then the stuff progress now that you know i have students who are just so beyond fluent in logic or pro tools yeah and I, I i really feel like the old uh, the old guy in the in the slowest lane on the highway <laughs> um uh, so I, I i do my best but it's remarkable that the, when you know i'll ask sometimes i'll ask a student for their help in organizing mm-hmm. my my computers at home or or maybe i run into a uh an assistant engineer at one of the studios. Recently, I was, I was doing a project at Capitol Studios, and and I saw one of the assistant engineers seem very comfortable and proficient. Well, when she got on my computer, it was just boom, 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 fix this, boom, 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 fix that, mm-hmm. reorganize that. Um, it's yeah, it's it's that language is is in everyone's fingers. It is. It's really interesting to see kids coming up and um, I, I say kids, meaning, you know, like elementary age, even with the inherent knowledge of how to use technology. You know, they they pick up an iPad and they're just whizzes at everything and figuring things out. And I'm like you looking to the, the younger generation hey, how do I navigate this or what happens or I just popped up? What does that mean? Um, and it's it's incredibly interesting. Um, I also try to embrace uh, change and the future and new technology as much as possible. Um, but it's moving so fast. It's all There's always something else, right? Always something new. There's always something new. And you say kids, grade school kids. I, I still, unfortunately, I... I when I say kids, I'm referring to college students. And my, yes, my, well, that too. And, and yeah. my own kid, my own kids. <laughs> Dad, but okay, I'm gonna. Uh, so, someone recommended TikTok. Yes. Not for. I mean, there's. I look at TikTok kind of like, wow, that's really dumb. <laughs> but there's um, 
iOS iPhone tips. You know, I, uh, mm-hmm. I learned a great tip I want to share with everyone. This, this is still pretty new, I think. So here I'm, I'm, I'm in notes, and you can see I have, I have your notes okay. there. Okay, let, right? let, me, let me maximize you so we can All see right. what you're showing us. There we go. So if, if I wanted to change something in there, I would put my finger in the text and, and try to get the cursor to, to go where I wanted, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you press on the space bar and just hold it down, then the whole bottom half of your iPhone becomes a touchpad, and you can move the cursor anywhere you want, and then just drop it in place. Very nice. So that is a great tip. That's an amazing tip, and uh, you're welcome. Yes, right. Thank you for that, Peter. Oh yeah, TikTok. I'm look, I'm looking at this on my on my phone too. That's Did it work? great. Did it it works. It, it works perfect. Yes. So TikTok. I was going to ask you actually about TikTok because you are always like on to the next thing and and embracing that. that. I'm not on TikTok. A lot of people have said, "Oh, you should post podcast stuff on TikTok." Um, I eh. really haven't had time to get there yet, but um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I think Instagram is is good enough. Um, Instagram but, is great, but I, I so again, TikTok is. You know, it's it's just filled with so many bizarre, like kind of dumb things. Yes. Um, yes. Pranks and 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 people in jiggling bathing suits and all the stuff that I'm not interested <laughs> in. But 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 every once in a while you come across a, a, a pretty clever. And a lot of the iPhone tips are like dumb, too. They're they're also a big waste of time. But right, right. Um, well, thank you uh, for calling through them and finding that gem because well that that, that that one was shown <laughs> to me by somebody and I'm I'm happy to pass that along. That okay. Was perfect. And so, so where are you right now? I I am in my home uh, studio space. Actually, um, this is your new studio space. This is my right? new studio space. Can you space. make yourself? Me, uh, can I? Yeah. See let you me or... um. Let me just maximize myself here so we can wow, see. This is look at that. the new studio. So Audimute is the company that makes these incredible acoustic panels. So. Everything you see is an acoustic panel, the wood, acoustic wood behind me. Um, and then wow. in front of me uh, is, is a super cool wall. Anyone who's seen my Instagram page can, um, can attest to the wall in front of me. It looks like stone, but it's actually a textured strata. And it's also like a, a acoustic material. It's incredible. Um, well, the sound is, is fantastic. And uh, thank you. It looks so elegant yes yeah it's been it's been night and day i have a before and after video um of mitch the owner of audimute who actually came here to do this install who's here for two days and was amazing um but he installed everything um i got to use a nail gun which was great you know the brad gun which was super fun um but we we had a blast doing the install and were you wearing a safety helmet uh, ear protection (laughs) right um but like honestly it was it was pretty easy like you could do it if you ordered you know if you had them design a space and um and ordered it and got it delivered like it is doable to do it yourself and it was just it was incredible let me let me hold up i'm just going to do a little plug for audimute because they were so great but this is the that's the company you can find on um, well, Instagram. Fantastic looking stuff. Yeah, thank you. And I'm so excited, Peter, because I'm getting some drums to go in this space. And I haven't had drums set up in my house since we moved here. And I'm so excited about it. So, so you're going to get to play and practice and just have fun. Absolutely. And, you know, I haven't been able to play regularly in, since quarantine started because I was very, very lucky to work at Zildjian where there were tons of drums all around all the time. And I could not just... To mention, not to mention cymbals. And cymbals, of course. Yeah. So I got to play whenever I wanted on my lunch break, whenever I had a few minutes to get down to the drummer's lounge and play. Um, so when we were quarantined at home, I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't have like seven drum kits at my disposal and, and all these cymbals. So I am super excited about it. 
May yeah. I inquire what uh, what drum set uh, the brand and uh, sizes? Yes. Well, I I haven't I haven't picked everything out yet. It's going to have to be a small kit because I have a very small space here. Um, I'll send you some photos, but it's it's pretty tiny. This the area that I have. I'm getting a new desk, which will make a little more space. So well, we will have to see. If you have not if you've not chosen the drum set yet. Yes, I ha I haven't. Do you okay. have a suggestion? Positively. All right. So my studio at home, uh, you know, I've done a lot of recording in there, and it's a fabulous space. Uh, but I, uh, I tried uh, this Tama uh, Neo Mod kit, and the bass drum is 10 inches deep. And that, that saves quite a bit of, of room. But not only does it save room, I found that having a, uh, a more shallow bass drum Mm -hmm. um, in a small room worked really great because the bass drum didn't overpower the room. Right. And, and so uh, the toms are, are similarly uh, and proportionately uh, shallow. Yep. And it's just a fabulous drum set. Um, oh, that's good. And, that's and, and, and they also come in that kind of retro uh, duco finish, if you like, or you can get them in uh, swirl wrap. Uh, I, I can I can get you a good deal. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. We'll chat. We'll we'll talk let's, about this. Let's because they're they're yeah. they're really really great drums and um, we uh, you know here at USC because the combos still cannot rehearse indoors if uh, there are any aerosol producing uh, elements which would either right. be vocals or any wind instrument mm -hmm. brass or saxophone so. We've set up uh, outdoor spaces. The university provided. Um, uh, we're actually on the uh, on this large terrace of the dance uh, school at, at the university, and it's got a tent and they've got lighting. And then they had the storage, uh, like small trailer type thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we wanted a drum set that would be that would fit easily into a, a rolling cage, uh, and could be set up quite easily. And um, this uh, Neomod, the 10-inch, it's just fantastic. It's just, the kids love it. It sounds great. doesn't overpower, um, but it has all the sound in the world. And, and so the one I'm using at home, I'm using for all my recording right now. Oh, that's great. In, in my home studio. And, and if I was there, I would play it for you. Yes, um, yeah. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to do a FaceTime or something. You can show me. But that, that's fantastic. I love that. Sorry. That's um, little, yeah. Excuse so, me. That was a blatant plug, and that was also a uh, burp. No, <laughs> that is okay. You are allowed. That is fine. Um, but no, that's so great. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this space. I think we've, you know, as we've talked about, it's necessary now. We all we all need a little space at our home. Um, it, who knows what the future holds for all of us? I am really excited that things are starting. A momentum starting again with, like you mentioned, you got your booster. You feel safer now. Um, live yeah, things are well, picking up a little bit, but I, I mean, I feel like it's it's going to be a while, maybe next this, summer. You, you know what? Because I want to be optimistic, and, and and I did tour Europe. I had this window, yes, where we I could tour. To and I, that. when I flew back, it was uh, I, I, when I was connecting in London. I just noticed, uh, actually, even where I, when I began the trip at Zurich. Very early in the morning, I saw all these canceled flights mm -hmm. um, from South Africa because of the Omicron uh, right. variant. And, um, you know, Europe immediately started sh uh, shutting down again as soon as I got out of the country. So I felt like, wow, that was a nice window. I think this situation is going to, unfortunately, I think persist maybe for another year or two. I don't mm -hmm. um you know, a lot of things are on hold. Uh, I was supposed yeah. to go to Japan in the spring. Uh, Japan, uh, you know. Uh, closed the borders, closed. right? Closed. Yeah. And, and so they can't even begin the process of applying for visas. And at a certain point, they may have, this was supposed to happen in April. They may just say, it's okay, it's not happening. Mm. And I'm prepared for I mean, as terrible as all this has been, and we can't minimize or I can't even wrap my head around the actual numbers 
the other side of that was, um, you know, the opportunity to to have been at home and and to spent as much time uh, with my wife and, mm -hmm. uh, and and with our dog. We got a pandemic puppy. Yes, um, Minnie, right? Minnie, right? Minnie yeah. and our children. And uh, you know, Sarah, it was really fun to wake up and then think, you know what? Maybe uh, maybe I'll sand a coffee table today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, you know, I I do think that musicians and though even some of us on the industry side of it um, or the manufacturer side of it, the work-life balance really wasn't in existence. And I don't know that a lot of us realized that until this happened. And then, you know, like Ronnie Venucci, the drummer for The Killers, he said to mm -hmm. me, I noticed for the first time flowers that grew in front of my home that have been growing there every springtime. And I never know, I never knew that they were there because I was on tour every spring. Wow. And so that was really significant to me, like mm -hmm. uh, just kind of a good metaphor for the whole situation, be, being more aware of, uh, of the flowers. Yeah, of the flowers. And, and it kind of, it, it, it extends to our family members and our, our, personal lives and our mental health and like the well you know I, you know I, I, I'll, I'll share an anecdote um, and uh, this is a, a story that involves the great pianist as well as educator and I would say even a, a profound philosopher Kenny Werner and he uh, is teaching um, I think he, he's teaching at Berkeley uh, he, he teaches around the world and he mm -hmm. wrote a book called effortless mastery and mm -hmm. and he has a new book coming out i think it i think the title was be the instrument um but uh kenny is uh not only a, a an incredible musician uh, and as i mentioned educator but he's a bit of a, a, a bit of a provocateur so we were we were on tour and um i i have to admit uh and this is me not wearing my business hat very well uh, whenever Kenny's manager would call me, like, Peter, would you be available and interested to do a tour? Um, I never asked about the, the money. Mm -hmm. It just it didn't matter. It was just mm -hmm. like a chance to tour with Kenny. I'd love to. Yes. Um, and so uh, one night uh, we're, gonna, uh, we're going to play in Paris, our, our first show. There it was a two or three night engagement, and um, we had done the setup and the sound check. And of course, I, I was using the drums du jour, so I had to uh, do the best I could with the house drum set. Uh, and we're having a dinner, and Kenny uh, asked me. Uh, he said, "Do you have a, do you have any musical kryptonite?" Uh, and kryptonite, as we all know, is the is the substance that that renders Superman powerless or yes. or weak. So I said, "Well, yeah, actually, come to think of it, I do." Um, uh, the song "There'll Never Be Another You." So he said, "Really?" He said, "Why?" And I said, "Well." When I was in high school, it was one of the first charts our high school jazz band played. And the band played it just, it's, it just was so kind of amateurish sounding. Mm -hmm. And it always stuck in my head. And, and so I always had this just negative association with the tune. And if I was going to play it, I just it, I just felt somehow it reverted back to the 14-year-old version of myself. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, that's interesting. And uh, the next course was served, so we were finishing our dinner. Anyway, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a whole book of music, original tunes, and we get up on stage, and Kenny uh, grabs the microphone. He says, bonsoir, uh, welcome to the first show, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to start off with a standard. There'll never be another you. Oh, no. And I'm shocked. And he and he sits down at the piano and he looks through the piano right at me and he just said, deal with it. Mm. And as a result, it's now one of my favorite tunes to play. Wow. I mean, so 
the 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 the, the moral of the story is you deal with it. Yeah. You know. Um, one of the other gifts of, of this pandemic, well, it was an actual gift from my son. Um, he gifted me uh, online therapy. Oh, wow. And, okay. Now, my father my father was a psychiatrist, but I had been to a, an analyst maybe one or two visits mm-hmm. in my whole life. Um, and so I started these weekly uh, sessions uh, with a, a wonderful psychologist and uh, it's, it's been uh, illuminating and, and quite helpful. Uh, and, and she said an incredible thing to me uh, as we were discussing something. And she said, I just have one question for you. I said, what's that? She said, what's stopping you? And it's a simple enough question, but, uh, you know, as with a lot of questions, I think timing is everything. Right. And I was like, Yeah. You're right. What is stopping me? I'm stopping me. Mm-hmm. And and so it's 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 allowed me to uh, to begin this process of shedding much of of what is not useful. That's partly a function of age. You know, I'm 67 mm-hmm. now. Um, but I found in in my playing, Sarah, that. Uh, you know, I'm not drawn to or tempted maybe by some of the things I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can see shape and form better than ever before. And and instead of like feeling like, oh, I'm getting older, uh, I'm not able to do what I used to do. I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm actually able to pretty much play whatever I'm hearing or imagining, mm-hmm. which kind of puzzled me, but I was grateful that that seemed to be the case. Uh, and, and it's all part of this letting go because mm-hmm. when we let go, we, we can just do much more than we think we might be capable of. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at. And so I've, I've, uh, uh, I, I've never enjoyed drumming as, as much as I do now. Uh, and I think in part, sir, because I'm enjoying other things. I'm yeah. allowing myself to enjoy the, what you talked about, the, 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 the things that are so important, that balance of life. Right, right, exactly. I, I love that so much. I, you know, it's, um, it's, it's significant, I think, when um, you realize, like you just said, what's, what's stopping you is what, is what the therapist asked you, right? And it's amazing the realization that we are our own barrier to mm-hmm. to anything that we want. The belief that we can't do something or it won't turn out right or the fear of moving forward in a new direction, uh, that's what's stopping us. It has nothing to do with external limits, right? Most of the time, yeah. Most, well, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there are external limits, for sure. But Sometimes. once you kind of open your mind to that thought, where you are in charge of your future or your destiny or your playing or whatever it is, your time, right? Like time, time is such a valuable commodity. And I don't think I realized that to the extent that I do now until this all happened. I think the one thing, right. I'm you're young. young. (laughs) You have a whole different different concept of time. But but the time that you give to others, the time that you spend with others, how important that is, who you choose to spend your time with, um, the the activities that you spend your time on, uh, I think I think it's just so important. And perspective has been gained over this past past almost two years. Well, and and there were two other things that uh, of significance that happened in my life, uh, and within two days of one another. Uh, uh, one was I, I had a heart attack back in um, uh, late March. Um, I'm fine now. They in, the, they inserted four stents, um, and uh, good as new. Uh, but the other thing was was the birth of our grandson. And um, boy, if 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 that doesn't give you a greater sense of of what's important, uh, then maybe nothing will. So. Uh, he's just been a wonderful gift 
uh, in our lives. And mm-hmm. um, so, uh, you know, someone the other day, uh, uh, I think it was just yesterday. Sorry. Um, uh, you know, how are you doing? And, and I just, I wrote back, I said, I'm feeling grateful. That's how I'm doing. Oh, I love it. So now, I, can I can I share something with with everyone? Absolutely, please. I want to uh, talk about warming up because when I see a lot of people warm up on a practice pad, it's always very you know you know a lot of a lot of height and a, and 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 fair amount of power. Mm-hmm. But what I found uh, uh, going back to a warm-up that my teacher showed me when I was 12 years old, uh, Professor George Gaber, who I uh, wound up studying with at at Indiana University, Mm -hmm. um, I use this warm-up now, but uh, uh, treating the whole process kind of like a communion. Um, And so it's my time to say hello to my hands and the sticks. And even the pad, Sarah, I'm, I'm interested in the tone that I get. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so when I just slowly I could do it matched. You see the height? Mm-hmm. Just go to the overhead. So I'm looking at angle, and I'm looking at height, and I'm listening to the tone. And because the number of strokes changes, you can't go on automatic. You have to be very in the moment for each tap. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a beautiful way. It's a, it's a, a certainly low impact. Um, but it makes a very strong impact in terms of, of your sense of connection to, to the process of playing. So I want to encourage everyone to, to spend a little time. It's not just quiet time at the pad. It's quiet time with yourself. And I think it's a great way to enter into a, a playing session, uh, you know, whether uh, morning, afternoon, or, or, or evening, uh, whether you're by yourself or playing with others. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, a, a really, uh, uh, for me, it's proven to be very beneficial. And, and, and I want to share it because uh, so many people still seem to treat warm-up as, as a bit of a, uh, uh, yeah, you know, kind of a... Uh, <laughs> so yeah. not, quite, not quite macho, but, uh, you know, uh, um, a, a much more athletic thing than I think it ought to be. And, and I see it on other instruments, some of, the, some of my favorite players. The warm-up process is very deliberate, mm. uh, and it does start off uh, uh, gentle. So it's, it's a little bit of, of, of like, um, mild stretching yeah, uh, absolutely. before we get to the other stuff. Easing into it. I like that. I like it. I mean, it isn't that, like, if you think about warming up, it's just, that makes so much, it makes so much sense. And something that brass players do, um, I learned this from Wayne Bergeron, who's you know, uh, our incredible uh, do-everything-but-lead-trumpet player here in Los Angeles who can be heard to fabulous effect all over the new uh, West Side Story score. Um, but Wayne not only warms up, he warms down mm-hmm. after, after, after a gig or session um, to kind of put everything sort of back into a sense of stasis, you know, a place where where uh, everything's relaxed. And so the next time he picks up the horn, he's in, he's in good shape. I, I just saw these in the background, and I wasn't putting them there out of uh, vanity, but I did want to make sure to mention it. Oh, please do, yes. Modern Drummer just came out with this uh, new edition of, uh, of their Legend series. Mm-hmm. And... Um, more pictures of me than, uh, than you might be interested <laughs> in, but a lot of them are historical, um, maybe hysterical. There's some weather. For, oh, that's hysterical. Me in high school. There you go. It's amazing. Um, uh, picture of me without my shirt on. That's hysterical. <laughs> uh, uh, but a lot uh, some uh, new interviews and transcriptions, and and it's 
I was uh, kind of dazzled by the, the quality of it, um, the, the Absolutely. paper, the print. Uh, and so this is a lot of fun. And uh, if, you are, uh, if you don't mind my plugging this, if, if you're looking for a gift for the musician in your home, uh, the Musician's Lifeline, I co-wrote it with Dave Black. Um, I polled 250 uh, musical colleagues, friends, heroes. Uh, 165 got back to me. It was a, I asked everyone the same set of seven or eight questions, oh, wow. and their responses were uh, incredible. I'll just tell you the questions. Hear the questions. Please, please. All right. What's the best advice you've ever received? This next one was, what's the best advice you've ever given? Mm. What's the one thing you would have done differently in your studies or career? Best travel advice, that's kind of a moot point uh, at the moment, but mm. um, uh, best site reading advice. A lot of these were uh, really terrific. Uh, do you have any business advice for a musician? And finally, any advice relating to people skills? And then for some of the people I also asked audition advice mm -hmm. uh, for auditions, not only, uh, you know, a gig getting out of school, but even auditioning within school. And uh, because auditions are coming up for many people in January, you know, if they're applying for colleges, um, I'm, I'm going to give you all uh, one audition tip. Please okay? do. There you go. The people who are sitting on the other side of the table are rooting for you. They're not sitting in in judgment. They want you to succeed. They want you to be the answer to or the solution to their quest or problem of looking for a drummer or a pianist or whatever instrument you play. Um, and and that's that's a nice little paradigm shift instead of thinking that they're sitting in, in cold, hard judgment of you. Just think that they want you to play well. Mm. Um, and and they're there to hear you. And and we all know what the audition thing is. You know, uh, I don't think anyone. I, I tell this, in fact, to every auditioning student. Or That's so I, good. I say, I say, no one's ever walked out of an audition thinking. Boy, that's the most fun I ever had and it's the best I ever played. Yes. <laughs> and boy, did I have some, I had some pretty uh, monumentally bad auditions in, in, in when I was younger. Uh, once I got older, I got pretty good at them. Um, and so anyway, just here's my, uh, the, the other advice that goes with that is have fun when you play. Mm. That's beautiful, Peter. And I usually end these podcasts asking for advice to the next generation and advice to um, to students. And that's just it's so perfect. And it kind of goes along with everything that that you've talked about today. Yeah, I think so. I, th I think we, I, we you know what? We, we put a nice bow on this package. There we go. <laughs> but before we go, before we go, um, what do you, well, you have the Legends book that just came out, and I will include a link so that um, everyone can check that out. And and the uh, Musician's Lifeline book, of course, um, which I just have to mention, the, the Legends book, and you just talked about some of the pictures in there, you have such an amazingly documented life with these beautiful pictures from your incredible career. And I'm wondering, were you, did you always travel with a camera or are these pictures that other people have taken along the way or a combo? Well, my, my dad was a, a bit of an avid photographer, so he documented uh, uh, the earlier stages of my playing career. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I got the camera bug from him. So, yes, I've had various cameras uh, over the years, some better than others, and there were occasional uh you know, lapses like when I just uh, a black hole of, of, of I can't find the photos. What's interesting is, um, you know, I had a digital camera when I was on tour with Diana Krall. This was 2004, mm -hmm. and I uh, I I wiped out every copy of every photo I had. I was doing some. Uh, I thought I was saving space on my disk, and I I started using this program and. It found duplicate files, and and I didn't realize that all these photos had, you know, had the same numbering system. Mm 
Oh, no. Yeah, so, um, and the funny thing is, I, I still had that shoebox with negatives from, you know, high school. Right. Um, you know, 50 years ago, I still had all those photos. So I've become uh, better at documenting. That was one of the other things I did during the pandemic. Uh, I did a lot of scanning. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was fun was uh, sometimes uh, with these cameras, uh, you you would think you'd rewound the film all the way and you'd open it back and like, oh, no, and close it real right. quickly. And then you'd, you'd expose some of the roll. Um, and so the camera, uh, I mean, the film developer, if you, when you sent the roll off, would maybe, uh, maybe they wouldn't print all those photos because some of them were half exposed. But I'm looking through all these negatives and I'm like, oh my goodness, there's a picture of Jocko I've never seen. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was half exposed, but there was Jocko. Wow. Um, so uh, I, got, uh, I got fairly handy at, at, uh, at scanning. Um, and I utilize a couple of different scanners. I think we have uh, four of them in our house at the moment. That, uh, <laughs> That's amazing. That, that we utilize. So, um, yeah, a little bit of documentation going on. Um, uh, it was funny. Before the, before the heart attack, I, I was kind of uh, manically uh, trying to get a lot of this accomplished. I think on some level I was intuiting mm. something about that. Now I'm, I'm, I'm more relaxed. But uh, 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 the other thing about backups, folks, if, if, uh, sorry to be in the advice-giving mood. but uh, No, it's uh, great. I'll, I'll repeat something one of my engineer friends told me. He said, if you're not backed up, in at least three places, you're not backed up. So it's not a matter of if, it's always a matter of when mm-hmm. uh, a hard drive goes bad. So mm-hmm. uh, get yourself, uh, the, the drives are r- remarkably inexpensive these days. Get yourself a couple of backup drives and, um, and uh, back That's... up your data. Yeah, that's great advice as well. And uh, please continue to document because... We all love it. And, you know, whether it's pictures of mini or flowers uh, or anything that you're posting, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So, Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in fact, I, I posted a nice shot of mini in front of our fireplace yesterday on Instagram. Aww. So uh, find me on Instagram, folks. Yes. Uh, and uh, Sarah, thank you for posting the links. And thank you, as always, for giving all of us a place to gather and uh, – and and yap, I'm I'm <laughs> sorry I was so talkative, but it's, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. So nice Peter. to see you. It's so great to see you too, and hopefully I will see you in person again soon enough. But for now, this will have to do. But it's just great to see you and catch up. So thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. All right, everyone, stay well. Thank you for tuning in today. Join us each Tuesday for new episodes of Sarah Hagen Backstage.